Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyran underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyran underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. As far as Elder Garshen's request goes, I would say you've completed it to fairly good success. You've got a couple new Grim Pendants in hand. You've got some safe passage down in Vongfeld Peaks. And when you travel down that way, you don't have to travel through those peaks, but just want you to know that it is considered safe now. I think this needs to be kind of at the end of the week, after these flyers have gone up. And at first people are, oh, yeah, hey, the Giants. Elder Garshen, cool, cool. And they're like, oh, it's that flyer again. Oh, it's that flyer again. <laughs> but on the whole, the city is turning to the giants for guidance. They've got guild support now. They've got religious support now. Obliquely, religious support. You didn't endorse them as the church, but you endorsed them as individuals. Oh, no, no, you did endorse them as the church. The symbol of the church is on that flyer. They have religious support. They have endorsement from those who slayed the previous king. There's word out that the Church of Rebellion will not seek to rule the city, which some people were definitely thinking about. And all in all, the madness following the assassination, following the explosion, dying down. I think it's one afternoon in the Church of Rebellion. Not during a service time, during a sermon time, just kind of in the downtime. Samudio and Carolina approach the four of you, unless Iolana wants to be absent again. Iolana can be present. Okay. Samudio and Carolina approach the four of you. Carolina will say, I know you all want to be getting a move on here soon, and you've done quite a bit here in the city to make sure that things don't fall apart right away. Just commendable. But before we go, there are some who, there are some folks that would like to join us. And she's going to invite in a small group of NPCs. Carolina motions to the door. A small group enters in, led by Felicity Hallibrook, Darwin's friend. Short one arm, but she's in good spirits. Joining her is Tonk Maggle, the young gnome bard. Morello, the assassin that we met in the Denouement Guildhouse here in town. Seth Ordone, who is the bookkeeper's son from Karami. He came here with Kashmiral and the others. And then... A couple of people I don't know if we've actually introduced, but you would have certainly met at this point. 
one of them, uh, her name, she's, she's actually a little bit older. I know a lot of these have been like, hey, Felicity, she's just an adult, and the others are kids. Uh, but there's Parlin Tress, who's an older member of the congregation here, and she wants to stay where the God's at, where the good news is at. New things are coming from the Church of Rebellion from this group, and she wants to follow along. Oh, sorry. Parlin Tress uses they-them pronouns. They're an older human. They're a member of the congregation here, and they just want to follow where these new religious words are coming from, this new religious guidance. They are a firm believer in the Church of Rebellion, and they want to be more proactive than passive. And finally, we have a younger halfling, and her name is Mahogany. She, she's more of a, a street youth. Not sure if she's homeless or just on the streets a lot. She kind of um, coordinates, let's say, a group of other kids who get up to mischief in the town. Some might call them a gang. Some might say that they're just having good fun. But a church of rebellion just on its surface sounds cool to them. To her specifically, but also to the other kids that she hangs out with. Carolina turns back to the four of you. Now I know from Sam here that your road is not always easy. But perhaps some company be out of the question. They seem to be in good spirits and very, very willing to help. How do you all respond? Killing a king and starting a church does tend to build a following. I'm never one to turn down company. However, it's important that if any of you are looking to come with us, that you understand a few things. While Carolina here is right, our road is, our road is not always easy. I don't think it's possible to undersell just how dangerous it can be or i don't think it's possible to oversell just how dangerous it can be <laughs> let me reverse strike that reverse it we get into tangles with people that oftentimes are fights if you are coming with us you have to be able to hold your own in a fight like straight up or down fighting you have to be able to hold your own because while, you know, we can protect you, we can't spend the whole time protecting you. <laughs> I mean, you're not on your own and obviously we'll heal you and help you out. But, <laughs> but if you're coming with us, we can't fight every battle for you um, on our own without your help. Right, right. Now, I think you've made that point clear. Okay. Just want to make sure I'm not gonna say like I'm making you the front line, like like you're my cannon fodder. That's not what I mean. <laughs> Operation Human Shield is not in effect. Gotcha. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, it could be. Let's not rule it out. Darwin's got a bunch of necklaces he can hand out now. Uh, Darwin, no necklaces. <laughs> no. Oh no, I know. Well, Morello, our young half goblin assassin, is of course not worried. He's full of self-confidence. So he just grins and he's just like, of course. Tonk. Ah, good old Tonk Maggle, who you've all turned away before. He says, learning new music all the time. And with a god on our side, how dangerous could it be? Yeah. Seth, <laughs> uh, Seth Ordone is let you a little bit more apprehensive. He's like, um, I'm not exactly a fighter. I'm... Been following my parents' examples and teachings, I'm 
good with books and numbers. I, I certainly support what you all are up to. The Aranistas back home, Karami, I've certainly learned how to, um, let's just say, disguise certain transactions, if that's something we ever need. But um, I don't know that I want to hold a sword, so to speak. Um, Parlin trusts the older, the older human. They say, my faith is my shield. Apropos of absolutely nothing. You have not seen her actually do anything uh, with, like, they're not a paladin or anything as far as you know. They do not have, like, any divine powers. Because it's not like Arnis is out here making paladins or warlocks or whatever <laughs> at the moment. But they have faith. That's what comes from running a successful church. People have faith and they believe that faith protects them. And finally, there's Mahogany. I think she, I think she follows a lot in Morello's sort of vein. Like, you know, I'm from the streets. I know how to take care of myself. I know how to work a scam. I know how to look out for other people. And finally, there's Felicity, who steps forward a little bit. She says, I admit, I admit I'm not a follower of this church. But since your actions in the palace, my connection with Favon has been growing stronger again. And I want to do what I can to thank you for that. Would anyone care to accept, dissuade, persuade, or anything else uh, this offer here? Nobody else will jump in. I will. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to need help with names. Okay. There's a Morello. Of he's well, the... Well, right, yeah, he's, he's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the assassin's guild. He'll be fine. Um, the, the person that said, uh, my faith is my shield. Oh, Parlin Tress. Parlin uh, Tress. Yeah. Okay. They are... Yeah. They're an elderly human. Not like feeble. But they're older. They're just older. Uh, they are showing wrinkles on the face. They definitely have gray hair. It's mostly tied up in like a bun. They're not frail looking, but they are by no means muscular. Kind of like, uh, they kind of have a Bill Nye build going for them. A little bit buffer <laughs> than that. Like a little bit more weight to them. I don't want to say buffer, but okay. a little bit more weight to them than that. Parlin, right? With a P? With a P. Parlin, yeah. Parlin. And they... they they want to follow this new god that they believe in. Okay. Parlin, I, I appreciate your faith and your steadfastness in that faith. But I have to ask, if your faith hands you a sword with which to defend yourself, are you going to use it? I've held a sword before. I've not struck anyone down with one, though. Okay. Because... In my experience, sometimes it's a matter of faith is a matter of using what's around you rather than just holding fast to an idea. But if you are willing, when asked, to pick up a sword or a shield and defend yourself, then we'll have no problem. Much more comfortable with the shield. Than a shield it is. <laughs> I just... <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the last thing I want is an image of this dude in the middle of a giant fight just standing there Superman style. My faith will protect me. Like I don't, That's the last thing I wanted. So I had to make sure that if he was handed something, he would at least protect himself. <laughs> uh, 
they them, but yes, oh, they would I'm at least sorry. protect themselves. That they, they would protect themselves. I apologize. I oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> the accountant's kid. What's his name from Karami? Seth, Seth Ordone. Seth Ordone. Ordone Ordone. Yeah. Okay. He's not a fighter. Nope. He's a he's a brain guy. We could use a brain guy. <laughs> I'm I'm not opposed to having a brain guy around. Um, oh, is that the end of that then? I'm not no, opposed. No, it's 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 not it's not. I I was gonna actually like say something to him, but I'm, I was trying to figure out how to word it. Just something about like Seth, your parents they serve Karami well, and if you are offering up those services to us then we're in we'll see you protected and maybe even teach you how to swing a sword maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. okay again i've i'm not the stabbing type of guy i cut budgets not people i'm kidding <laughs> uh, he's not making dad jokes child. <laughs> That's not a dad joke. That's just a good pun. That's not a dad joke. That's an accountant joke. It's totally appropriate. Okay. I mean, he learned it from his father. See, there you go. Totally appropriate. Okay. Nice. Are there no other reservations about any of these people who want to join? I, uh, I think the only other ones there were Mahogany and Felicity. Nope. I don't particularly have reservations. I mean... Okay. Taken strays. So, Darwin, how do you feel about your friend accompanying you? Of course, good to see Felicity again. Yeah, that's it. Okay, okay. I, I think they're all generally pleased. There's some apprehension from Seth, but that's only because this is a new type of adventure for him. Parlin has a little bit of false confidence going for them. Really hope that doesn't come to bite them in the ass, but yeah. Tonk is just like, mmm finally turn me away once but now i'm back i'm in it uh tonk is ready to tonk <laughs> i think sam wants to speak up here it's like well you know this is a, a lot of folks joining us and we only had the four winged horses before i don't know what their condition is now after the incident <laughs> But even if there are, even if they are in tip-top shape, we may need to change up our mode of transportation a little bit. Let's see. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That is eight NPCs who want to gang around with you. The four of you bringing us up to a dozen, and occasionally a cat and a dog in the mix when Sam and <laughs> Carolina aren't in their Tamani forms. So Sam thinks this is like well, we're looking more like a. Like a pair of wagons, um, like, a, like a wagon train or a convoy type situation, unless we're all just going to get horses and really rough it, which I'm fine with. Carolina's fine with. We're both fine with horses. Yeah. Some of these kids, though, I don't know. None of them are going to admit to any particular weakness. Seth is like, oh, I've, you know, ridden one in the courtyard. Um, but that's, um, that's up to the group to decide, like, how you want to go about moving all these people. Are we doing this on foot? Are we doing this on horseback? Are we doing wagons again? We've already got, Are we going to go buy a tank? I don't know. We've already got four horses, potentially. So two. That should accompany two wagons. That's exactly what I was thinking. 
or literally one wagon, depending if you're going to go two or four horses per wagon. Um, you could do two horses per wagon. I think that'd be fine. Yeah. I I think that wagons are the way forward, especially, right, given we've got people of like all different skill levels and it's better to not have to help them steer a horse. I just, that just sounds like madness. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. And people don't necessarily all have to be on the wagons all the time. Like you put six people in each wagon, the horses aren't going at breakneck speed the full time. So you can have people walking alongside. You can have people scouting ahead. I'm not going to say you're trapped in these wagons, but okay. Good to know. That also means you can bring more supplies or hide things away in there. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Or hide people like say Seth. (laughs) 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 (gasps) Can we get some more fish jerky? Um, here in the Only capital, if Darwin promises could. to hide Nitin again. <laughs> Bring him, bringing that back. <laughs> Stuff was amazing. <laughs> I'm almost positive you could go to one of the central districts or even the, um, the entryway borough, the, the godless borough, so to speak, and find somebody selling fish jerky again if you really want. Um, okay. Sam said, all right, well, you know, wagons, I can certainly... I can take care of that and have them brought over to the horses if we want. Or, considering where the horses are at, maybe we should bring them to the wagons. Since your horses are at a denouement house outside the wall of the city. Right, we probably don't want to bring all these people to a guild house. <laughs> that seems like a good idea. <laughs> Who wants to volunteer to go get the horses? I don't say out loud to the entire group. As I stare pointedly at Vale. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sam's willing to do it, but if somebody else wants to. You probably need at least two people. Yeah, I Sam will Sam... go with you. He can negotiate for wagons and stuff because he's done it before. He's a traveler. But uh, but yeah, okay. if you, if someone wants to take the reins from him on that front, by all means, please do. <laughs> reins. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a Sam job. Okay. No, Sam was going to get wagons. Well, yeah, he can go get the horses and bring them to the wagons. <sighs> Oh, okay. I see. I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> now that you guys aren't plotting to commit regicide, moving through the cities a little bit easier. I think Arlia out at the, uh, the little exterior house will recognize Sam and will pim the horses. Don't think that's going to be an issue. So when you're all ready, I think Caroline will go with him. Just because leading four horses around the city is really more of a two-person job. So they'll head off unless anybody wants to stop them right now. And I think it's actually as they're starting to head off and Vale notices everyone is starting to kind of dissipate and go about getting ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they speak up and they say, Sam, before you go, hmm. come back here for a second. Yeah, sure. Of course. And Vale looks around to the group and Iolana and Iolana and Vale kind of like, lock eyes for a second and you've all had in your head conversations with the Alana at this point so you know what that looks like and there's a moment between the two of them and the Alana kind of steps back the veil's gonna address the group and says Iolana has been very busy since the death of the king and I think it's about time that she's shared with you what she's been working on. And she steps forward 
and kind of like in her slightly not used to speaking to groups of people self is a little nervous and she quickly says well since since the king's murder i've been working with my father first to learn more about the bulb and then ever since to brook passage for us back to the inquisition's island i can guarantee the next few months will be spent in furious logging of everything we experienced with many hours of study, reflection, and analysis. I think I've seen more gods in the time I've been with you than the average member sees in two lifetimes. I guarantee there will be many hours spent with my father talking about that. But at this point, I will be, uh, we will be heading on our own path. And she says, before I go, she takes out her little potion of heroism that was given to her. By about that. Sir Carl the Real, not the Mini, and walks over and hands it to Darwin and says, Darwin, I think of all in this group, this will serve you best. And then steps back and looks to Vale for approval, dismissal. It's kind of hard to tell, mm-hmm. um, but I want to give the other members of the group an opportunity to speak before that continue. I I think Sam's a little uh, taken aback for him. I don't think you have quite the same connection with him as you do with Carolina. For Carolina, you are still a fairly person. But Sam's like a little disheartened to hear. But I'd, I'd much rather focus on Darwin and Arnis and their reactions. So, Darwin also pretty taken aback. Um surprised i'm not sure he would know what to say right away um i wish that i could feign surprise or shock or disappointment or anything at the news that you are leaving but you were nothing if not crystal clear from the moment we met you you had one job to do and that was to find veil And that was it. And though we did our very best to sidetrack you and pull you off on our adventures, (laughs) you were relentless in your pursuit of Vale and made us relentless as well. Um, We had a rough start. (laughs) I think there is an honest laugh from Yolanda as you say this. Um... And, um, yeah, I'm really glad that you didn't let me get away with not knowing you. And Arnis kind of stops and, like, makes kind of <clears throat> coughing noise, like, oh, I got a tickle in my throat. I'm not crying. I'm not I think at this, Eola looks at Arnis and says, <laughs> after kind of collecting themsel- herself from her, her laughter, and says, Arnis, I will never forget what you taught me about sometimes the path is not always straight, and it is important to take the winds in the road to achieve your goal. And she steps back behind Vale and is kind of waiting for whatever is going to happen next. And Vale <clears throat> takes a moment and kind of absentmindedly rubs <laughs> their shoulder where their arm is now gone and says, when Iolana said we... She spoke for all of the members of the denouement in this group. I have 
learned much from Iolana and Huracan about why they searched me out, but there is still much more for me to learn. And I believe at this time, it is the best time for me to move on to the next phase in my career as a member of my guild. I have grown. I have, I would brave to say I've gained as much as I have lost, but I have reached a point where I've tired and I can't continue on at this pace with you all, even though I wish I could. So I will be going with the Iolana and Huracan to the Inquisition's Island to continue working with them. Depending on what happens there, my intention is to retire as an active member and work with Jirayan to lead the Guild of Karami. Before I go, Sam first. Oh, so, and, Sam is ready to just run up and hug you right now. He's, he's... Before, I go, before I go, Sam, Yolana and I would like to gift you Shadow Mare and Windrider. Out of all of our companions, we believe you are the one who could take the best care of them. They have served us well, and we believe that you will take good care of them. Uh, yeah, he's, he's just going to rush forward. He's going to grab you in a hug. He's like, of course, of course, I'll take good care of them. And Vale, having never been a hugger, like, and with only one arm, does kind of hug him back <laughs> slightly awkwardly. It's the most hug-like thing they have ever experienced. Puts his hands on your shoulders and, like, leans you back a little bit. It was so wonderful knowing you. Didn't know we would get along at first, but... (laughs) You can count on me. The horses are in good hands. Good paws, even. You've taught taught me much of the goodness of people, Sam. And I thank you for that. Vale then turns to Darwin and, with one hand unhooks the boot of holding from their hip and holds it out to Darwin, saying, I can no longer carry this for the group. Before I took it, you carried it, and I think it only right you continue to carry it. You will find I have taken none of my share from this boot. You have all have earned more from me than I could possibly gift, and that is only a small portion of my thanks. Darwin can't really string together a sentence. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, just one last thing. In it, you will also find my rapier, which is of no use to me. Um, And while it doesn't have any sort of properties compared to your sword, I wanted you to have it. Yeah, not able to string together a coherent sentence. So not actually answering it, except for taking the boot of holding and jaw on floor still. What's the... uh... What's the emotional weather like inside Darwin right now? It's... You know, I wanted him to be mad. Really, I did. But it's so, like... I think he would... I really do. Like, especially with all the hell that Vale has been through, literally. I think he would get it. Just... Mm-hmm. Just not right away, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's not really... It's not anger, but there's definitely some... There might be a little bit of hostility there, but I don't think you would see it yet because he's like, he's reasoning with himself. Is, is it like, is it like a hostility because they're 
leaving because they're leaving work to you to do or because not, they're not abandoning like abandoning yeah yeah it's not about the work it's just about being abandoned you all grown so close yeah but of course i wouldn't admit that either so it's not like i could just openly be like mm-hmm. you're my friend and now you're leaving so it's not even that That's i mean it fine. is i know darwin's not been the most uh emotional of characters in that way uh sentimental of characters in that way Stoic doesn't mean he's not emotional. Mm-hmm. Darwin, is there a like traditional goodbye within the monks of Corum or like gesture that they would do? Yeah, it's not just Stab. killing someone. <laughs> yes, stabbing is the gesture. He can take it. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Can we say there's like a little finger gesture of some sort? Then I think, like, after, yeah. <laughs> um, I think after you take the boot and, and you know, Vale's not expecting a, uh, a Sam level hug, right? But they do take a moment and make that gesture, whatever it is, to you, kind of respecting your place in their kind of hierarchy of death, if you will. Well, if you're making the gesture, I'm doing it back. Force a habit. I can't not. All right. Can someone tell me what this finger gesture is? Because in my head, it's only it's only crass. (laughs) It's only is this like a one finger salute? Is this like a a finger to a body part? Like a like finger to the heart, finger to the head? Um, Is this like a shape drawn in the air? Is this? I think it's a shape like sliding down the arm or something. I think it's like a finger, like a finger shape made and then moved in the air. You know what I mean? Like a shape drawn, but with one consistent gesture. Mm-hmm. So like your pointer stays the same. Could be something as simple as like a circle, right? Because life and death are often symbolized with a circle. Yeah, I like that. A circle of some sort. Cool. Okay. And then Vale turns their back on the group for a moment walks back to Iolana and you even really have to look hard to notice that Iolana is handing Vale something. And Vale addresses the group, obviously, but turns to Arnis and says, Arnis, um, I know you're probably going to not want this, but I want to give you this. And they hold out a denouement coin, like a guild member coin. Um, and this one is only slightly different from the one they wear. The one they wear is like aged in silver. And this one's like copper or brass. It's just a slightly different color. And they say, Arnis, this is something that is very rarely given out. And it's part of what Iolana was working for over the last few days. And this is a, a friend of the guild coin. You have with... Me and Darwin done much in the name of the guild. You went so far as to go with my crazy plan of revolution for my own gain. And this is, I think, the least I could do for you. What this does and can do is very simple. As a friend of the guild, you have access to the guild halls as if you were a member. But also, should you need me, this can be sent to a guild hall 
or even used to purchase something, and I will be made aware and can come to assist you. Mm-hmm. And they hand this over. So as they've got their like their hand out, like handing me this coin, I like I grab their hand with my left and pull them, however unwillingly, into their second hug of the day. Um, and I have no hug arm to hug back with now because you've got the arm in the middle of it. <laughs> no, I would let it go. But like and just say, uh, you son of a bitch. Um I have to let you go because it took so long for us to find you again that we can't keep you. But god damn it. Um I have hated you and I have <laughs> argued with you and you have fought me tooth and nail and I am so much better for having known you. And I I just hope that I don't miss you so much that I use this thing to be selfish. <laughs> um, but you better believe that if we're ever in Karami, that we're crashing your guild hall. <laughs> and with that, I think Vale, who's not ever been very emotional, I think has probably been brought to a a few, not like sopping at all, but there's a few tears and they kind of joke, laughingly wipe them away and say, Arnis, I would expect at the very least that you crash with us. Just no parties. Okay. Ain't no party like a denouement party. (laughs) (laughs) And I think is, Unless there's anyone else who has anything to say at this point, at this, there's a very brief moment where the kind of just release of the whole thing hangs in the air. And um, Iolana looks back, and Huracan is darkening the door with his massive size. And Iolana places a hand on Vale's armless shoulder. And Vale nods. And looks to you all and says, it has been a pleasure serving with you. If you need me, you know how to get a hold of me. And I give them one last, like, <laughs> double tap fist to the chest. <laughs> Which Vale thankfully can do and repeats and then holds it up, like, just in triumph. And lets their blade extend to just like, at a, almost like, and I think that's kind of like a denouement level of, respect to like bearing the blade in public Um, and then resets it pulls their hood and follows Iolana and with that we'll bring this chapter to a close but the story will always continue thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support if you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott. 
Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.